And welcome to the Michigan Business Network. This is Media Business. I'm Tony Connolly. Thanks so much for joining us. Hope you're having a great Christmas and New Year holiday. We've got a special guest today. Jared Scorp is the Director of Marketing and Communications for the Mackinac Center for Public Policy. In his role, he's in charge of marketing efforts, media strategy, and overseeing policy campaigns and objectives. He's worked in a variety of roles in the center since 2009. Jarrett, long time no talk to. How are you? Hey, Tony. I'm doing very well. Four uh, kids, though, so a lot of Christmas gifts. <laughs> yeah, welcome to that world. Before we kind of dive into what we do and in, in, in talking about the media, Jarrett, tell us, for folks who don't know what the Policy Center does, tell us what your focus is there. Yeah, so we're a free market economic think tank. So we analyze programs in Michigan, mostly at the state, local level, a little bit about how much federal money we're getting, how that gets spent, education, fiscal, taxation, those types of things. We also have a uh, legal center, and then we also have our own news website. So a little variety of different things, all focused kind of in the economic realm. And for folks who don't know, the Mackinac Center for Public Policy is used in a variety of of stories from a variety of sources, including the Wall Street Journal, USA Today, Fox News, National Public Radio, MLive, the Free Press and the News, and many other newspapers in the country. And Jarrett, I've heard many times that folks think that the Mackinac Center for Public Policy is uh, strictly an arm of the Republican Party and and conservative. Define who you serve and, and again, what your goal is. So we are based on free market issues, regardless of political party. So often that could be Republicans and often can be Democrats. really depends a lot on the issues and what's going on. Right now, everybody's in favor of more spending. So we're kind of out on our own limb in saying that a lot of this is unnecessary. But we do stuff from a free market or even libertarian perspective on criminal justice issues, government transparency. We've teamed up with the Sierra Club, the ACLU. So a lot of across the spectrum, kind of dependent on anyone that's skeptical of government's growth and government power. Let's talk about the media when it comes to business and politics here in the state of Michigan. It seems like since our COVID challenges have decreased, it's been pretty quiet from the big players, from Governor Whitmer on down to business leaders. What's your take on that? Um, so how, in terms of how they're, how they're treating the issue of COVID? Well, not only COVID, but it just seems like the governor and many other business leaders in Michigan were at the forefront of talking about the good and bad of lockdowns of business and whatever. And it really seems like many of those folks have kept a low profile since uh, we here in Michigan haven't had the COVID challenges we had a year ago. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, very early on during COVID, I think it most people probably don't recall anymore, but really that first the first month or two, regardless of where you were, businesses, unions, Republicans, Democrats, there's kind of an alignment over we have an emergency situation, how do we deal with it? Even with a lot of the early shutdowns. And then a lot of stuff began kind of this fight after the first couple of months over how much should we shut down, what things should be shut down. That resulted in a Supreme Court case that we filed on behalf of some health providers. And then you began kind of getting a split where Parts of the business community, obviously, they're advocating for their members to be open. They need customers. They're thinking about this more holistically. And they kind of had a fight with the governor. 
And then I think actually really in Michigan, once we had our third surge, the governor kind of just realized a lot of what she was doing wasn't necessarily working, backed off that. And it's really been kind of a quiet issue in terms of shutdowns and lockdowns and restrictions. In regards to covering this, how has the media been in regards to fairness? Do you think they're giving all sides equal time and equal justice? I think whoever's in power, the media gives a lot of deference to, and some of that makes sense. I mean, that's who has a lot of the information. But I don't think the media does a really good job of being skeptical of government power, and and that includes on something like COVID restrictions. So, for instance, we have been trying for a year and a half to get data that the governor said she relied on from the University of Michigan, and we have still not been able to get it. It's required ongoing lawsuits. That's gotten very little media coverage. That's gotten very little eyeball raising in the press. So I think that sometimes members of the press look, they want to be problem solvers. That's why they went into the news media. And government is one way to at least appear to be solving problems. And so I think this is one of the areas where they give a lot of deference to government power, regardless of partisanship. Why do you think they do that? Politicians get elected on I can solve your problems, and here's how I'm going to do it. And a lot of the media goes into it to solve problems. And that could be, you know, it it could be things we all agree with, helping poor people, being skeptical of, of big businesses or whatever. But unfortunately, often that can mean that they aren't asking the right questions or being skeptical. Is government actually capable of solving those problems? Well, I think maybe I'm too old school, Jarrett, because as a journalist, what I learn is to cover all stories with equal weight, give uh, all entities uh, an, equal, an equal opportunity to be heard. We're talking with Jarrett Skorup, who is the Director of Marketing and Communications at the Mackinac Center for Public Policy. You're listening to the Michigan Business Network. This is Media Business. I'm Tony Conley, and we'll be right back. Travel for fun and excitement, craving a relaxing getaway. No matter where you want to go or what you want to do, you can trust Dean Trailways to get you there. Our luxury motor coach lets you relax while you travel. No traffic to worry about, no parking fees, no hassle. Are you looking for some sizzling excitement this fall? Let Dean Trailways bring on the heat and take you to Fire Keepers, Michigan's newest gaming hotspot. Experience the thrills of the slots, blackjack, craps, the live poker room, and indulge in the world-class restaurants, all while counting on Dean to bring you home safely. Dean Trailways of Michigan. Travel smart. Welcome back to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Tony Conley. We're talking with Jared Skora, who's the Director of Marketing and Communications at the Mackinac Center for Public Policy. So we give all sides of every story, and our focus is on presenting that and really not presenting opinion. And we've gotten away from that. And it also it almost seems like news entities really don't care about that. Ratings don't matter. Making money doesn't matter. There is a perspective that whoever you're talking about wants to give. Where do you stand on that? I think that the, the radio industry is, is interesting because you do get, it's, I almost separate that from at least the news media and the online media. And the reason is the radio industry is almost the last of the beat reporters because they're really needing a lot of coverage every day. They have the time more so, at least in a lot of ways, to go in depth on different issues. And the regular news media really doesn't have that. When you used to have beat reporters, like here's the business reporter, here's the labor reporter, here's the school's employer, they had some expertise. They could go in, they could cover things, they could ask a lot of questions. 
question. And I think the death of that has really meant more of, well, we got to defer to the press release. Well, we got to defer to the people who are in power. Well, we got to defer to what they're telling us. The radio side, I think, has been better because, you know, you're filling whatever your show is, but most radio shows hours every day, and you can have people on from a variety of perspectives so that even if you don't have all the expertise on what to go into, you can have people that do have expertise and at least get competing viewpoints. Jared, what are the hottest topics politically here in Michigan? Well, next, I mean, going to this Next year, it's going to be all kind of election. And it's going to be what are the, for legislators, it's we don't even know what our lines are. I mean, that's never happened in Michigan, where we literally don't know where House members, Senate members, congressional members are going to be. So they care a lot about those lines. And their second priority really is, well, how are things at the top of the ticket? That is, how popular is President Joe Biden? How popular is Governor Whitmer? How popular are the people that are really who most people know in the state? If they're unpopular and you're a Democrat, you're going to have trouble. And if you're Republican, you're probably going to be better off. And then we've just had this huge onslaught of federal funding coming into the state. So is that going to be used to uh, at least people's perceptions solve their problems, help them out? Or is it going to be where they don't feel that and then they just kind of get more disenchanted with what government can do? Jared, how important are President Biden's and Governor Whitmer's coattails? I think more and more important every year. I think that people, they do less ticket splitting. That is, they're less likely to say, well, you know, I I like a president who's this party on this, but I like my congressional person who's another party. For good or ill, there's just less of that going on nowadays. So I think it's very, very important. And then also just, you know, in general, people are, they always care kind of economy at the top of the list. We have a new swing now with COVID. We're we're two years, we're heading into our second year of this being an issue. And is that going to mean that people defer to government on that? Like, oh, I think they're the ones that are protecting us. Or are they skeptical? Like, we should have been out of this by now. So, I mean, that's going to be the big issues at the top of the ticket. Business-wise, what's the hottest topics? So, the state of Michigan just provided a variety of huge tax incentives for that are going to be rolling in for major corporations over the next couple of years. There's also been proposals that would cut taxes on small businesses. There's proposals that there's just an overall general huge increase of spending. We've been sitting on billions of federal money that's now being appropriated out everywhere. But then there's also still restrictions in place and mostly right now at the county level. But is the state going to do continued restrictions? I mean, that's the biggest thing if you're a small business right now. How is COVID going to affect my business, whether from people coming in or not, or from the government actually imposing restrictions on whether they can visit me or not? And Jerry, you touched on a question I had gotten an email about in regards to all the money that many of the states, including Michigan, are sitting on. And what you're saying is some of that's finally starting to get spent or allocated, especially since more is going to be coming soon. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it's a tough thing for lawmakers. Obviously, governments and Democrats and Republicans have different priorities in what to do with federal money. But I think one of the things that there's at least some alignment on is you don't want to take one-time federal money to be spent over the next two years and tie into all these ongoing programs that you have. Because if that happens, the state's just going to be in huge trouble a couple of years from now. So there's this balance between how do we provide some things that people need, how do we get rid of these priorities with one-time spending, versus putting ourselves on the hook and really putting us into trouble again in a couple of years. We're talking with Jared Skorup, who is the Director of Marketing and Communications at the Mackinac Center for Public Policy. 
When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the national politics and how Michigan will work into that situation. You're listening to the Michigan Business Network. This is Media Business. I'm Tony Conley, and we'll be right back. Physicians Health Plan is local. For 35 years, we've been a part of your community, and we take pride in helping you get the coverage, care, and personal service you deserve. Go to phpmichigan.com for more information. We're the health plan that works for you. Welcome back to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Tony Conley. We've got our third segment. We're talking with Jared Skorup, who's the Director of Marketing and Communications at the Mackinac Center for Public Policy. Jared, from your perspective, nationally, how much clout does Michigan have and and where does Michigan kind of fit in when it comes to clout, if you will, when compared to other states in, in our nation? Well, I'm biased, but I, I think it does have pretty major clout. The main reason, I mean, first of all, it's one of the 10 largest states, so that's always going to be important. It's in the Midwest, which is always an important battleground area, and it's just an increasing battleground state. I mean, it was a state that went Democrat back to the 19, early 1990s at the presidential level, and it's been getting tighter and tighter over the years, went to Donald Trump, went back to Joe Biden. So, I mean, any time you're politically competitive in your large state, you're going to have an increased emphasis whether that's from politicians, but also just from the the national media and how people look at us. Jared, a lot of folks are kind of in disarray when it comes to the dysfunction, if you will, of our country in regards to there's a split one way or another, conservatives, liberals, even bringing those folks who who have socialist nature to them. I kind of find this fascinating because we got a lot going on when it comes to who is deciding what and how government is really working. I I just think it's amazing to watch. It is amazing to watch. And I think that we will, and the the other thing we mentioned, we're a huge manufacturing state. That's something that, you know, we had like a decade there where a lot of the focus was every kid needs to go to college. Everyone needs to go to college. How do we get more people to college? I think that's pared back now because manufacturing jobs have come back in a lot of ways. Michigan's auto industry has come back in a lot of ways. So I think that makes us a big focus along with the political stuff. And we're, we're very tight with our house, our state house and state senate and our congressional seats. So there's going to be a lot of focus on Michigan just for all of those, those reasons. You know, you bring up an interesting topic in manufacturing. I think we in the media have done a poor job to really talk about manufacturing. And it's a different world now. I recently was at the Grand River plant here in Lansing. And all the workers were in khakis and button-down shirts, and there was robotics, and it was clean, and it was it was just amazing. And when I talked to some folks like at Beckham in Williamston, where they can't find workers, and they want to pay well, and they want to train you, and how there are thousands and thousands of jobs in manufacturing, but kids don't realize it's not our grandparents' manufacturing anymore, and you can build a good life and, and, and make a, a big nickel with it. Yeah, well, and and 
It's like most other jobs, I think, nowadays, which is that regardless of whether it's a job that requires a college degree or not, most jobs that you're going to continue to grow in and make more and more money in are ever-changing, which means you're getting an education. And I try to emphasize people, not all education comes through schooling. A lot of education comes through learning on the job. But if you're somebody that's willing to do that, put in that work and do learning on the job, even without any type of college degree, I think there's more opportunities than ever to do that kind of stuff. And like you said, businesses are just looking for good workers everywhere they can, and they're willing to pay for them, and they're willing to give them good opportunities. Yeah, I recently heard the story about this woman who was a single parent, and she was homeless. She was actually in a shelter, and she heard about a company in Saginaw, Michigan, that was training welders. So they trained her. They actually helped house her. And now, two years later, she's making six figures. And as a welder, she's got all these different certifications, and she's contemplating getting an underwater welding certification where the money will take her over $200,000 a year because of the specialization. And again, I think we in the media have got to do a better job at telling those stories. Yeah. And I mean, you probably know as as well as anybody, a lot of the media shift has been from people who really, you know, some just had high school degrees, some maybe associates, but and increasingly, especially the national media, you have more and more reporters are not only just bachelor's degrees, but, but higher education degrees from just a few schools. And so I think to some extent, they've lost touch a little bit with where the vast majority of people work. And I tell my friends or people I interact with, most workers in this country do not have college degrees. The vast majority of workers in this country don't have college degrees. And that surprises people. Jared, what's your what's your take on big government? And, and I'll set you up a little bit for this. I mean, it's been quite obvious COVID caused some of this, but we're now in a world now where we have millions and millions of jobs open up around the country. There are obviously government programs that are coming our way that are going to entice more and more people perhaps not to work. Where does the policy center stand on that and, and how do you see it? One of the most important things that we focus on is we're focused on long-term results, which means doing a lot of small things the right way for good public policy. Unfortunately, politicians are the opposite. They're focused on short-term results and what's kind of the newest headlines, and sometimes that can happen in the media as well. And so for us, you know, it's kind of the, the same story, which is most of this is going to come from the private sector. The COVID has been this interesting experiment because I think in the one way it showed that the private sector is very resilient about rebounding from actually literally being forced to shut down for most industries here in Michigan. I very much worry about the immense amount of spending that's coming in. A lot of our focus as a think tank has been, let's make sure this is at least going into ways that are that are good for long-term results, as in job training programs at work, paying down debt, paying off, you know, putting it into infrastructure improvements that we need, things that really are one-time spending. We'll have to talk about them again in a couple of years, but at least we can get out of the way. But, you know, this has not changed my overall philosophy of most of what we're getting is being done by the private sector. And, and really, COVID has shown a lot of government incompetence, in my opinion. We're talking with Jared Skorup, who's the Director of Marketing and Communications at the Mackinac Center for Public Policy. I'm Tony Conley. You're listening to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network.